Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Oh God, we're doing a podcast. What is it now, Karen? Episode 5. Good evening. Hello. How, how are you tonight? Yeah, I'm not bad. Is this about we need to pretend that we haven't spoken to each other before recording? I know, well, we actually um, tried to record last night, but neither of us could be. <laughs> so Stop swearing. <laughs> Sorry, we couldn't be bothered. And uh, we're now doing it tonight instead. And I'm feeling, uh, I'm feeling a bit fresher, so hopefully we have fun. With the announcements yesterday, I think there was a collective, I think everyone felt a bit fed up last night. A bit deflated? Yeah, but I don't think we're going to talk about COVID this podcast, are we? No, we're trying to avoid yeah. this. <laughs> this is a COVID-free night. It's, it's everywhere in, in, in terms yeah. of you know, physically and in the news, so let's try and stay away from it. Last week we had such a I thought we had a really good episode last week. I really enjoyed recording it and listening back to it and I thought it was a good laugh. But I guess pride comes before a fall and then we were feeling a bit limp last night. Yeah, but we're back. Episode five, feeling alive. Alive-o, <laughs> <laughs> five. Do you remember Alive-o? Did you do that at Yeah, mm-hmm. Great, some really great tunes. Great indoctrination. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. I... <laughs> but in a fun way, fun indoctrination made fun. Yeah, that should be their catchphrase. <laughs> Tagline. Years of Catholic guilt. You still, I still get, I still get the Catholic guilt sometimes. Yeah. We've no, have we ever, we've never actually spoken about like religion on on this, have we? No. Maybe we will later, though. Mm. Maybe. Or should I save that chat then? Yeah, maybe. Okay, I'm not going to that just now. Alrighty. Any bathroom updates? Or do we not want to go there? You're not going to believe it. What's happened there? So the stuff got delivered. Late. I can see the boxes behind you. Yeah. There's even more this week. And it can't be helped, but the plumber, the guy doing the bathroom has coronavirus. (laughs) Um, we don't know if he was contacted by track and trace and that he was in contact with someone with covid so i think he's waiting on the test results 
So it was supposed to happen kick off Monday, but obviously can't. That sucks. I mean, it probably sucks more for him if he's got COVID. But yeah, that's the thing. It can't be helped. He's very apologetic. Damn. Well, that's nine. So you're just kind of living in a kind of box, box city in the. Yeah, my two beds, small flat. I have a bathtub in the middle of my living room. Toilet seat <laughs> in the toilet seat in the hall. Just um, where you want them. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you say two bed? I thought you only had a one bed. Bed. You got a bed. Oh, bougie. Yeah. Can't hide money. <laughs> you can't hide money. <laughs> they say money can't buy happiness. That's what we were saying a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Look at you, Peter Andre, your two bed plan. <laughs> and my new bathroom. I've got I've got an update as well. Oh. Um it was my birthday on Monday. Mm-hmm. I got a a, a special birthday wish from a very special friend of mine. Mm-hmm. None other, none other than the Queen of Clean herself, and <gasps> Kim, Kim Woodburn. Can we hear it? Yeah, we can hear it. Joseph, even though it's your birthday, you better not start with me, love. Where'd you get that expression from? Or you'll get it with both barrels. Happy birthday from Sean. Well, look, if you're inclined to start Joseph and he's taking the trouble to send you a happy birthday, you know, you're a bit ungrateful, dear, aren't you? And if you do start on him and he tells me, I'll come round to your house and you'll be a very sorry soul. It's filth. So, yeah, that was um, Kim Woodburn on a first name basis. You deserve it. You deserve it. Best birthday ever. Um... No, actually, it was pretty crap. I was working, had to work like an hour and a bit late. Andy didn't get home till nine. And then like, we just went to sleep at like half ten. Mm. <laughs> We're knackered. So well, a bit of a non-event. Yeah. But that's, um, that's grown-up birthdays, isn't it? That's just what happens. I think so, yeah. Any update on the Sinner Wanted? No, actually, I, I haven't phoned that, that number yet. I may, um, if I get bored... On my weekend shifts, I might give it a ring. Yeah, you need to do it. I'm, I'm just te- Why don't you just text? I could just text, couldn't I? But it, I don't think you can withhold your number when you text, can you? Oh, yeah. No. So I need to... I, I, I came through with the with the window cleaning leaflet, right? So I think you must do, like... You must be in, like, a amateur band or something like that. Or, like, a do, like, singing... Like, a pub entertainer or something like that. Well, why would why would you need a sinner? Thinking maybe meant maybe he meant singer, and there was a typo. <laughs> <laughs> it's handwritten. I bloody hope not. <laughs> so maybe he sees, sees himself as some kind of debauched wild man. You finished there. I'm just taking a wee drink. God <laughs> Clearing my throat for the for the next forty minutes of top quality content. Oh yeah. I saw something that I wanted to share with the podcast listeners. Okay, cool. Was it episode one or episode two? We're kind of having a chat about, you know, what it means to be a Karen. Um, episode one. Episode one, we're talking about what it is to be a Karen. What does it mean? I saw something and it was, a, is it an acrostic poem? Is that what they're called? <laughs> I 
Oh, would they go down? The yeah. Word left and then, yeah, I think that's acrostics. Yeah, I've not done one then since primary school. Yeah, so it was the word Karen, and it's K, know your rights. <laughs> A, accuse everyone. R, request a manager. E, escalate to authorities. N, <laughs> N neglect reason. <laughs> that's pretty funny. That's, that's, that's hit the nail on the head, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much, hasn't it? Oh, actually, that reminds us, I've got something to, I've got another thing to share with the podcast. We've had our second um, anonymous submission. Oh, you kept that quiet? I know, I was keeping it as a wee surprise. I love surprises. Let me just find it and read it out. I'll give you the context. I think this person was, I think they were in the park at maybe late evening. Okay. I was walking in the Botanic Gardens, retracing my flatmate's steps to help find our keys, and we came across a large group of youths, 25 to 30 of them, and they looked around high school age. They were drinking dragon soup and Echo Falls. What? So I, shocking. I'm shook. So I, so I phoned police non-emergency number and stayed on hold for 15 to 20 minutes in order to report them. <laughs> And then they've excused themselves by saying primarily for their safety, of course. What well, let's look at, shall we look at that definition of a Karen and see where they, where they fall in with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with our acrostic, yeah. Okay, so know your rights. Doesn't really fall into that one, does it? No. Accuse everyone. <laughs> Kinda. She's like accusing them of being rowdy, maybe. Yeah. Request a manager. Yeah. Escalate to authorities. <laughs> Neglect <laughs> reason. Well, they they gave a reason of being concerned for the safety. So fair enough, but they've definitely escalated to authorities there, haven't they? Really, really yeah. quickly. And they've been really dedicated because they've stayed on hold for fifteen to twenty minutes. Yeah. I can't be bothered doing that. I'll just probably let them let them have their fun. Yeah, I don't think I would either. I guess it's different. No, this we're in. You know, I said we wouldn't mention it, but unprecedented COVID times, I'm guessing that this anonymous listener wouldn't have escalated to authorities otherwise. Yeah, so I'm, I'm interested to know if when they talk about their safety, if they mean like from COVID or if they mean just like being out at night drunk mm-hmm. in a park. Gen, gen, generally, if you're with your pals, you're fairly safe, aren't you? But yeah. I guess you don't take any chances. If they're youths... I can understand the argument that they'd say, oh, well, we spend all day at school together. So, assuming mm-hmm. youths as in young. So, high school age, I think? Yeah. I don't know. Have you ever drank in a park? I didn't really do the street thing. I mostly went to house parties, I guess. Oh, yeah. You had a, you had a, a really good house party for your 16th. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So, maybe I did do a little I bit. I think we were probably drinking. I think I, would drink, I drank Smirnoff Ice. <laughs> No, you were drinking, I think you actually might have been drinking cider because you sat down next to me and spilled an entire huge plastic cup of it all over my lap. <laughs> you holding that in for 10 years? I just remember that, I just remember that. I think it's probably the first house party I'd ever been to <laughs> and like came in, sat down with my chinos probably, <laughs> stoted over and then threw a pint of cider over me. I've never been drinking a pint of cider. <laughs> Not a pint, but a, 
a large plastic cup. Mm. You just don't hold any grudges, eh? No, no, I don't. I let these no. things go. Did you wear the chinos with the Rihanna top? Oh, God, no. No. no, no. If you want to get in touch and let us know about a time that your inner Karen popped up. Escaped. Escaped. Then you can email us at um, whatisnowkaren at gmail.com and we, we will anonymise you and keep you safe. Your secret yeah. safe with us. Share your experiences. I won't judge you. Joseph might, but I won't. I will. Heavily. <laughs> Is okay. it Karen of the Week time? It's Karen of the Week time. It's Karen of the Week time. <laughs> You're going first this week, yeah? Yeah. So you can let me know. I, I, I don't know if this falls under or if this woman would be classed as a Karen. But you can let me know. Okay. I just, like I said, I didn't want to talk about coronavirus or people not wearing masks or social... I, I didn't want to talk about coronavirus this week. So this is a woman on Twitter called CJ and... Karen Jane. <laughs> so CJ says, unpopular opinion. Oh God. Are we- <laughs> You know you're about to get an incredibly bad take from that. That's yep. the previous. Okay, so RBG, so Ruth Bader Ginsburg, the ah. Supreme Court Justice who recently passed. So RBG was no hero. Anyone who supported the murder of millions of babies will not be praised by me. She then goes on to say, the most dangerous place to live in America is a liberal's womb. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, that last line is actually pretty powerful. Yeah, <laughs> it's very evocative, isn't it? She could be a Republican speechwriter. Yeah. That was um, hard hitting. Yeah, is that is that a Karen? Y- yes, no, no, your rights, yeah. No, your rights. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I, I, I was quite sad to hear that... Um, R- RBG had um, passed away. I knew she wasn't yeah. well. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was the only woman, wasn't she? The only woman on the Supreme Court. Yeah, she was the second ever. Oh, right, only second ever, bloody hell. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're probably just going to replace her with like another white, crusty man, aren't they? Yep. Okay, so 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 CJ is um, a bit upset about reproductive rights, isn't she? Yep. And abortion. So I, I mean, I don't know too much about Ruth Bader Ginsburg, but I'm taking from the tweet that she's maybe ruled on some constitutional motions about abortion and things, or however it works. Yeah, in America. So, well, she was a sort of very early champion, an advocate of women's rights, and was um, you would maybe say pro-choice. Pro-choice, pro-choice being the choice a woman's being free to choose whether she can have an abortion yeah so that abortion should be legal i think in some states it's still you need to cross states to for women to legally have an abortion in america Mm -hmm. i mean it was right it was like that in northern ireland until recently women used to have to come to 
they very often came to the west of Scotland. Yep, or Liverpool. Or Liverpool, yeah, because it was close and, and mm-hmm. you could get it done safely. I guess there's an argument, like, if you stop women from getting it done, it then becomes just an unsafe thing. Like, if, if somebody really doesn't want to carry this pregnancy, then they'll, they'll still terminate the pregnancy, but in an unsafe way. Oh, absolutely. Abortion's been going on for years. You know, either doing it at home or backstreet doctors, which is obviously really harmful for women. And often time it's um, women in vulnerable situations. Not all the case, not every woman who has an abortion is in that position, but a lot of the people who have to go reach those measures are, you would maybe say, more vulnerable. Yeah. The phrase pro-choice um, sparked the memory in me. Do you remember in high school we had a pro-life committee that was facilitated by the school and like used to fundraise and things, but we weren't allowed a pro-choice committee? Yeah. Remember that? Yeah, because I, well, I was a little Miss Busybody in school, so I was on all the committees except the pro-life committee. They all wore little feet on their blazers that were apparently the size of the foot, the size of the fetus's foot in the womb when you had an abortion, I think. Oh yeah, I remember, I remember we got handed out those things. No shade um, to anyone who was in that, like we were children, you know, yeah, you're, so you're... <laughs> I don't have anything against anyone that was in that. Um... No, when you're a child and you also only get one side of the narrative, you don't, you're not allowed to explore the other side, then obviously yeah. you're going to fall in line with what you're told. I remember going to some day trip thing where they took like maybe 30 or 40 people to some a day-long thing and it was all these like people were getting up to speak about like marriage between a man and a woman no sex before marriage no abortions no homosexuality all this kind of stuff it was really in hindsight quite dodgy <laughs> yeah well that's what i was just going to say i have no issue with people who are pro-life and that people who whether it's for religious or moral reasons that they themselves wouldn't have an abortion, but I respect the woman's choice to be able to make that decision rather than it being ruled by the state. Yeah. I feel like I don't have a, I don't really have a horse in this race because I'm a man, but I would always defer to the woman and her ability to choose. Yeah. I think that would be anyone's, well, not anyone's that would be also my stance as well I guess that I've never been in that position to know what I would want but I would want the choice to be there oh absolutely um go back to that weird day trip seminary thing there was a I always remember it because it was so it's such a bizarre anecdote that somebody gave that like people were even like laughing about it like afterwards and like the foyer it was like this guy got up and said imagine um you're taking a shower right first of all creepy awful right all these like 15 16 17 year olds imagine you're taking a shower right oh no that was it It was like imagine aliens existed well, first of all that's contradictory because i'm sure like christian fundamentalists believe that you know it's just us or something and there's no aliens. Anyway, imagine aliens existed and they came down to Earth and they were like wanting to learn about hum- human beings and humankind and they hovered outside your house in their flying saucer or whatever. 
and like peered through the window while you were in the shower. <laughs> and they looked at I don't you, remember this school trip. You were uh, you were now. Um and they looked at Convenient. you. <laughs> you sure this happened? It's definitely happened. And they like looked at you in the shower and saw your bits. Right. And then they then they saw somebody else of the other gender in the shower and saw their bits. And they realized that these parts go together and they fit together. And they were able to deduce from that that, you know, that human beings can create new life and it's a total miracle and stuff. I was like, what the f*** are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm sure the aliens could use their imagination. I know. I'm sure if the aliens have developed interstellar travel, they don't have to... (laughs) Serve on me in the shower to figure out like what we are as a species and what we do. <laughs> it was utterly, utterly bizarre, completely and utterly bizarre. When it comes to religion, though, to bring it back to that Karen comment, oh yeah, does religion or religious belief have any place in law? No. Not overtly, probably not, I don't think. But I think religions always have like their kind of moral codes, don't they? And they're like ethical codes. Mm-hmm. And I think you can extrapolate some of the good stuff out of it. Like, for instance, thou shalt not kill. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty big one. And that's a law. I don't think religion is claiming that one, though, are they? No, I guess not. Moses is, Moses is he wrote that down. Did he? Number one. Yeah, that's one of the ten, is that not like the first of the Ten Commandments? Thou yeah, but kill? Moses didn't write them. Well, I guess God wrote them. Moses. No, it was Jesus. No, it was Moses. Oh, yeah. Moses went up the hill. <laughs> anyway, the point is, uh, religion and law, no. No. Unless it's... Like, it, it gives you like a, a basic... Religion can give you a basic ethical compass and a moral code but realistically you know you shouldn't you shouldn't be relying too much on the church or the you know the the dominant religion of the state to inform how you run the country or do you like make your laws but it's weird isn't it because like these i'm making generalizations again but i'm sure like the people who are like pro pro pro-life anti-choice and believe that it should be illegal to get an abortion also probably um are the kind of people that are like no sharia law here and all this kind of stuff <laughs> yeah which is you know and but the, but yet you want to make it illegal to get an abortion and make that a law but that's coming from your religious background so yeah so make that one add up karen yeah as long as it's not the religion of brown people well yeah so they would say. Mm. Have you ever um, had had any heated debates about this topic with anybody, like online or in person? Mm. I would probably try and avoid it, to be honest, because I know what I believe and no one else is going to persuade me otherwise. A lot of them probably say that as well. <laughs> and I, I respect that, though. I absolutely respect people who are, who, whether, like I said, they have... They are pro-life, anti-abortion for religious reasons, moral reasons, 
whatever reason, I totally respect that. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think that it should be in law and that the state should control women's ultimately healthcare. Yeah, I guess the, the crux of it comes out of choice, isn't it? Like these people who are pro-life, you know, we're not just because you're pro-choice doesn't mean you're saying that. Um, no, wait, what way around am I trying to get it? <laughs> we're saying that people can people can carry these babies to term if they want to. Mm-hmm. If they don't believe in abortion, they don't have to get one. No, that's the thing. Just when because bo- abortion is legal, you don't have yeah. to have one. <laughs> exactly. Uh, mummy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the same with the gay marriage. Just because gay marriage is now legal, you don't need to be gay and marry someone. You don't need to get one. <laughs> you don't need to get one. You don't even need to endorse it or believe in it. It's just because let other people do the that they want to do. Within reason. Within reason. Yeah. Quite often you can get like protests outside of uh, family planning clinics or like reproductive clinics. Um, do you think that should be allowed? I would never want to say that people can't protest or um, express their beliefs, views. Um, protest is a really important part of any democracy. But have some human decency, come on. I would imagine that the majority of people who have an abortion, it's a big life decision. It won't be an easy decision. And I guess for many people, it would be a very difficult sometimes traumatizing sometimes painful experience yeah it's like and to walk out to that when you're being called a murderer the horrible chance Mm -hmm. i don't think that would be very nice Mm -hmm. and i guess sometimes like some of the arguments from pro-life groups are like almost like as, as if abortion is used as a form of like contraception if you know what i mean which yeah just isn't the case like it's most of the time i would imagine if somebody needs to get um a a termination of pregnancy that would be it's not a flippant thing that you do like don't get me wrong there there might there probably will be people who would use it as a form of contraception but like anything there's always going to be no matter what system or anything there's always going to be people who abuse it and who don't use it as it as intended but Speaking from experience and women that I know, stories that I've read, you know, abortion is a once, maybe twice in a lifetime sort of thing, and it's a big decision. Indeed, indeed. So, CJ. Karen Jaren. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyone who supported the murder of millions of babies will not be praised by me. Is she, is she American? Yeah. What's our display picture? Blonde woman, white. Twitter bio? Her bio is just red, white, and blue. What, the words red, white, and blue? Yep. American patriot then? Yes, oh yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to go, I'm gonna go out on a, on a limb here and say that she probably vote, votes for Trump. Yeah, who, who has a lot to say about abortion, I have to say. No bloody phones. Put that. Wait. Put it on silent. I just had to turn it off because you asked me for the bio. 
<laughs> Don't snap at me. We've had a so we've had an, an, an a live update from that anonymous Karen. <gasps> we've had another message that said another group of youths. Am I phoning the police? You bet I am. <laughs> so this person is this person is out to get the youths. No fun. No fun allowed in Glasgow today. Not when Karen's about. Mm-mm-mm. Watch out, Karen's about. Escalates to authorities, neglect reason. Know your rights. <laughs> okay. I think it's time for for your Karen. I think we've heard enough from me. We certainly have. That's always the case. <laughs> so your Karen will need to do, you'll need to beat my Middle America anti-abortion Trump supporting Karen. Oh yeah, no. That's, that's quite heavy going and it's like somebody who's obviously just like a bit of a, I don't know, intolerant. Okay, so mine actually relates to Closer to home. Mm-hmm. And it's about Gallic road signs. My favourite topic. <laughs> favourite of us all. Okay, so here I'll, I'll read the tweet. It's a little, it's a, it's a wee short thread. Somebody called Effie on Twitter. I travelled by car in the Highlands the other week. I got lost endlessly searching for Fort William amongst all the Angaristans. The number of times I missed my turning made me wish the signs were in one language or the other, but not both. And then an account called Scotland's Shame Revealed has commented on, on that and said, how much has it cost for Gaelic signage that nobody understands? Uh, and Effie has replied, it's not the cost that worries me. The dual language signage makes driving in the Highlands dangerous. So, and, and Garriston is the Gaelic name for Fort William. So, uh, she got lost endlessly searching for Fort William amongst all the Angaristans, meaning the signs that say Angariston on it. Okay. Can she not just read the English part? <laughs> Am I missing something? No, that's my thing as well. So, she said at the end, I w- wish the signs were in one language or the other, but not both, which almost makes me think like, so can she speak Gaelic? Can she read Gaelic? If so, why did she get lost reading Anne Garriston and not Fort William? So I don't know, know about you, but when there's an English version and in an, a language I don't, I can't speak, I just automatically, my eyes go to the English version. Yeah, I don't, she's been a bit daft. And then the classic arguments come in, from Scott Mister Scotland Shame. How much has it cost for Gaelic signage that nobody understands? It's dual language signage, so you do understand it because the translation is literally right next to it. And if it's on the same sign, does it cost that much more? Well, that's the thing. So I tried to do some research on it and uh, I found something on the Scottish Government website. It was like a freedom of information request. Um, so Transport Scotland pay for a membership and they like research and proof read and like evidence the place name translations and that's two thousand pounds a year and then they've said that the amount spent on construction and maintenance of bilingual signage is not held but they can confirm in the past three years that 
Transport Scotland has directly spent three and a half thousand pounds on Gaelic signage. And for real, it was £1,600 for Gaelic signage. So that's like £5,100 plus your £2,000 a year. So £7,000 a year, if that. That doesn't seem that much. That's pennies. <laughs> I have to say, I've never thought about it before. I, it's literally never crossed my mind. I, I, know, I know people get worked up about it. I think, I think if you're, I think if you live in the Highlands and you speak Gaelic, and someone was wanting to have them assigned as all English, then I could understand you being annoyed. I can understand if the signs were only in Gaelic, but surely having them both is the best. Having both languages is the best of both worlds. Exactly. I don't know why people get so annoyed about it. I think English people get quite annoyed about the same thing in Wales because obviously Welsh has got its own place on the road signs in Wales well, we know what it means to Karen neglect reason neglect reason <laughs> need no reason to be angry <laughs> if you can't um, understand that road sign immediately at first glance call the authorities <laughs> um, and then our, our follow up question is that it's not the cost that worries me the dual language makes driving in Highlands dangerous in on what in what way? I I don't understand how it could be dangerous because both the names are there. It's dual language, they're both there. I guess I don't know. Well you don't drive. So I shall oh, comment. I knew, as I, knew the, you, I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> I shall but comment. I as say, as no. But I can read. <laughs> as the driver out of the two of us. Past first time by the way. Um how many minors? Not a lot. Can't remember. Not a lot. <laughs> but if you get a lot, you don't pass. So hardly any, basically. So as the only driver, the two of us. Um, right, we get it. <laughs> I could maybe understand if you know you. I mean, most people have sat nav. Let's be honest, um, or use your maps or whatever on your phone. But if you're like trying to navigate using only road signs. Maybe if you're at a glance, you don't know what turn to take, but I have driven on those roads and we're not talking about big four-lane motorways. It, we're talking single-track roads. There aren't a lot of turns to take. So <laughs> if you miss a turn, then you just go back and turn up there again. You know, there's no kind of big junctions with big massive roundabouts, if, if we're talking about Fort William anyway. Yeah, there's no there's no motorway up there. It's um, single carriageway, but I don't understand what I, I just honestly don't get what makes it dangerous. If you're not able to read a sign and process the fact that there's two different languages on it, then you probably don't have the cognitive skills to be driving in the first <laughs> place. Yeah, possibly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. As you've pointed out, I don't drive, so maybe I can't comment on. The speed at which you need to read a road sign, but I mean, you know. Well, like I said, if there was maybe, you know, big roundabouts, loads of junctions, different cutoffs, different lanes to be in, crossroads, then I could maybe understand that you need to be kind of on the ball and reading your signs quickly at a glance, but there aren't a lot of options. So I don't know. The sign would just go kind of 
go straight <laughs> up that way to Fort William. I bet if he gets uh, road rage as well. Yeah. Do you know my worst kind of road rage? I get more road rage when I let someone out and they don't say thanks. Oof. I get um, road rage at other bad manners. That's very discourteous. It is. Um, what's the worst road rage you've ever had? Maybe when I was living in London and had to drive to work every day. Casual, oh, casual, casual mention there, drop that in. I, I cycle to work quite a lot and actually so far there's, there's not been too much road rage, but some people do like drive really close to me when they pass me and I'm just like, move I don't over. get I don't get road rage at cyclists, I get nervous. <laughs> that I'm in this big like machine. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get nervous because I leave a massive, pro- I leave probably too much of a gap. No I'm, such always, thing. I'm always scared to overtake as well. So then I'm cautious that the drivers behind me are getting really annoyed. I'd rather that than somebody skiff me with a wing mirror. I do think some cyclists though are really bad and there needs to be some sort of cycling proficiency test if you're going to be cycling on roads, I think. I mean, I, I have seen people before. I'm I'm quite a competent cyclist. But I have seen people before. I'll right, be the I'm, judge of that. Right, I'll judge your driving then. Well, because I can ride a bike, but you can't drive. I could drive an automatic. Piece of piss. <laughs> well, he's chewing his nails. He's getting mad. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have seen some cyclists though who are like bomb scares. I saw a guy out cycling and he was wearing like boot cut jeans and a dress shirt and he was just going so slow. <laughs> boot cut jeans? Are they back in? Well, I was kind of thinking there, those jeans are going to get caught in the chain. <laughs> Did not have a wee fluorescent clip on when his ankle. No, he just had like a dress shirt on and boot cut jeans and like I didn't see what shoes he had on to be fair but I was like, don't, that jean, those jeans are a hazard. Would the, would the shoes have saved it like? Well, maybe if you had the trainers on or something, but I don't know if you had any dress shoes on as well. Anyway, back to the back to the road signs. So there are about so there are about sixty thousand Gaelic speakers in Scotland, which is very which is quite few, isn't it? Yeah. But by the same token, if it's like a language that's struggling to stay alive as they say like surely it's fair enough that people stick it on road signs and make it a bit more prominent and because it's a cultural thing as well you know it's part of your scottish culture and scottish history you know that we had a different spoken language for many many centuries to england and english is just slowly kind of taking over playing devil's advocate then would you just not have like a gallic museum or something i'm sure there are gallic museums but what's wrong with sticking it on the road signs they do it in Wales, so why can't they do here? Well, oh, yeah, I have no problem with them on the road signs. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Don't come after me. You're going to go on the list if you're not careful. And I'm, uh, I'm very close to adding another lady of daytime TV fame, but we might talk about her next week and she might go on the list. Oh, a tune certain, in next week to find out. <laughs> a certain loose woman. Oh... Next in line to be the new chief medical officer. <laughs> CMO. Our, un- our unofficial CMO. Okay. Can't wait to hear next week. 
we go back to talk about coronavirus next week. Oh, God. So, yep. Oh, no. Weird thing to get worked up about road signs. Just let it go, man. Just, you can, <laughs> it's just, it's just a complete non point. I don't know why she's bothered putting it out on Twitter and moaning about it. They're in English and Gaelic. You can presumably read. So, just read the English one. You don't have to look at you. See, I've driven up as a passenger to um, Fort William before and I just don't read the Gaelic because I don't know what it means. Well, I do know what it means because it's literally right there. And yeah. I, just, I just read the English. It's like when you go to the airport, they have the signs in English and like the nat- native tongue. Like if you go mm-hmm. to Faro Airport in Portugal, the signs are in Portuguese and English. So it's not dangerous to get around Faro Airport because all the information that you need is there and it's in English. You okay? I look a bit manic, don't I? Yeah. <laughs> get myself all worked up. You are? Oh. And breathe. And breathe. Is it time to vote? Yes, yeah, time to vote. Again, I've I, again I've kind of picked out like a, a kind of classic money person, not necessarily a big issue, but just like dead money, just pointlessly money. You know, talking about how it's dangerous. It's not the cost that worries me. So she's acknowledged that there's a cost, but that doesn't bother her. It's it's just bloody dangerous to drive about with those Gaelic words on those signs. I've just had an epiphany. <laughs> what? You know what links are three Karens of this evening? So our anonymous three? listener. Oh, right, An anonymous yeah. listener phoned the uh-huh. police on the youths because they were in danger. Uh-huh. The Karen who was driving to Fort William doesn't uh-huh. like the road signs because they're dangerous. <gasps> CJ Karen Jaden. thinks Karen Jaden <laughs> thinks the most dangerous place to live in America is the liberal's womb. So they all have this. <laughs> to be fair, they're very concerned. About other people. They're all very concerned. They're all uh, danger averse, risk averse. They're all big scared. Are we on to something? We are. Maybe, here, maybe, you know, it all comes from a place of fear, fear of the unknown. Okay, interesting. Yeah, that I've, I've, I've stated my case for mine. Okay, well, we have mine, CJ. Unpopular opinion. RGB was no hero. Anyone who supported the murder of millions of babies will not be praised by me. The most dangerous place to live in America is a liberal's womb. <laughs> it's the evocative mic, language. Mic drop, mic drop. The evocative language. Yeah, the, we're calling it murder. The response is uncalled for, very over the top. And that's why I think I should have Karen of the week. She's also a white woman in middle America. Oh, okay. So really key core core Karen demographic there. And she's angry. And she's really she's really hit us with that one liner at the end. I think it's the one liner at the end that's in a liberal's womb. Have you got a liberal womb? Yeah, babe. <laughs> Who's asking? <laughs> Buy me a drink first. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm going to vote for um, Karen Jaden. Yeah, I think the same. Okay. We you have a winner. Time.
We have a winner. Ding, 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 ding. Congratulations. 3-2. Thanks. We should, um... We should go out to celebrate. Oh, wait, we can't. <laughs> oh, we can't. <laughs> well, CJ in America, I hope you're happy. I mean, you're probably not, but I hope that prize makes you happy. <laughs> oh, well, that was... And that was that. There we go. What are you going to do now to unwind from all that stressful social justice warrior talk? <laughs> well, the the fight for justice never ends, so no rest. No rest for the wicked. Nope. I am going to have some Toblerone that I've got for my birthday still. I'll never have Toblerone like at the airport. Or like if someone mm. goes on holiday, they buy me like a Toblerone. Yeah, my my dad used to do it all the time when I was wee, like if it was yeah. a real business trip or something or whatever, he would like buy a toddler at the airport. I'll check you, your middle class dad went business trips. Business trips, I don't, I don't know if I would, would you call them that? I don't know, like conferences or something, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, he used to get me a toddler on, so I do like them. Although they changed the shape of them recently. Yeah, they're smaller now, aren't they? Oh, there's like more space between the, the triangles. Yeah. To be fair, now I sound like a cabin moaning about chocolate. Yeah, don't get mad. But know your rights. <laughs> I do know my rights. And I will escalate this to the authorities. See that? Just quickly know your rights. I do always remember I used to work in a chemist. And like people would come in, for example, if something was out of date or if so, I'm not talking about like med- medicine, by the way. I'm talking like if like a bottle of just or something was out of date and they would always come in under the Sales of Regulations Act 1970. <laughs> I'd be like that, 16. They're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, I'm just here on a hangover on a Sunday to get my 30 quid a week pocket money. I'm getting paid £3.34 an hour. <laughs> Was it him or you worked on? You can just beep it out. I'll write that one. Well, we'll leave it there then. Well, we'll leave it there. It was, it was lovely to have you. Lovely to have you on my podcast. <laughs> Jokes. And I like the... Um... The live update we got for our from our anonymous listener. Um, if you'd like to get in touch, just send us an email at whatisitnowkaren at gmail.com. Yeah, or you can follow the Instagram, which is um, at whatisitnowkaren. Yeah. And you can subscribe and like and follow on Spotify and YouTube. And SoundCloud. And SoundCloud. And you can leave us a review. I think that's everything. Yeah, or you can just DM us on Instagram and tell us we're doing a good job. You're not- <laughs> Not getting any positive feedback at the moment. Yes, we are. Your mum likes it. Oh, that's true. My mum likes it. She's the number one fan. Hi, mum. But apart from that, that's all I've got to say. Oh, well then. <laughs> we'll see you next week. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Bye. Oh, God, we're doing a podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 